Hello and welcome to the Strategic Flow Show. I'm your host, Tim Ennis. I'll be bringing you people and messages about living to your full potential in all areas of wellness. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please share it with a friend. Hello and welcome to Strategic Flow. Today I have a very special guest, my dear friend Ingrid, Ingrid Romero. Uh, <laughs> Ingrid has been a fitness advocate, instructor, trainer, and entrepreneur for the past 30 years. Her career spanned both U.S. coasts as well as international presentations in New Zealand, Australia, and Canada. She's worked alongside some of the best of the best, building partnerships between brands and industry leaders. In 2014, Ingrid began her entrepreneurial career and became an executive and leadership coach, which has now created a new career for helping small businesses thrive by providing comprehensive HR solutions to take care of everyone's most important resource, resource their people. She still teaches classes three to four times a week and offers inspiration and education through social media. So welcome, Ingrid. Thank you, Tim. Good to see you or talk Good to you. To you. And both, yeah. All of the above. Kind of both. I think everyone's just going to hear this, but uh, fantastic either way. Um, so let's get started. Um, maybe at the beginning, what, what inspired you uh, to get into fitness? Uh, yeah. what, what began the journey? I think it's a, um, like many people, I think some people got into fitness, maybe through high school athletics. That wasn't me. I got into fitness out of a need. Uh, I started college and I was always a little, not, not necessarily the most fit high schooler, but I definitely uh, got out of my freshman year of college with the freshman 25 um, or more. <laughs> And that began, you know, a little quest to kind of go, okay, I, I'm not comfortable with this. I don't like this. And so like many folks in fitness, I got into fitness for my own personal reasons. I needed to, uh, and wanted to get into shape and had to find a way to go do that. And I needed it to be fun. Otherwise I knew I wouldn't do it. And I learned that early on. So I started running and did that consistently for a while, but it just got boring or it got cold or it got rainy or whatever. And so I couldn't be consistent. So I had to find a way to be consistent. And that's how I fell literally into the gym. I've been there ever since. That's fantastic. So, and then, and then obviously along the way, um, you helped other people and began to help a lot of other people. Uh, it happened fast. It was like, I was going to the gym for about a year. Now, mind you, this is 19, like 88. Showing this our age. Long, I'm, old. I'm old, but this is why I'm here. I'm also here to talk about longevity and fitness. Why it works. Um, but I was going to the gym and taking classes, and this was back in those days. And um, I very quickly just became the instant sub because I had memorized everybody's routine. And if you just gave me music, I kind of, and so that's where it started. Like I just, like it was easy for me to memorize and then do it. And then it became something that was super fun as you started to, people would come up to you and start telling you stories about, well, I've just lost five pounds and, I've, and I just lost 10 pounds or I feel so much better. And that triggers a, um, a fulfillment, right? I mean, and I know you have the same thing as a trainer. When you start making an impact in someone's life and that pay forward, it's a snowball, right? Yeah. And it's really hard to Absolutely. stop. You just want to do more of that. It felt really good to give it back and to help other people. How did you see the business in it? Um we both stepped out of what we were doing in college to pursue this path. Yeah. What was it for you that got you in to see this as a career? Um, 
that I hated what I was going to school for was (laughs) (laughs) like, well, this seems a lot more fun than accounting, you know? So that's what I went to school for was, and I remember like talking to my dad, my senior year, like the last half of my senior year saying, I don't think I want to finish in accounting. I think I want to, you know, stay in school. And and he was like, "Uh, no, (laughs) no you're going to finish this. And if you want to go back to school later, go back to school, but you are going to finish this. And I'm glad I did. The business degree is a great degree and it, and it worked and, it, and it's of course helped me, but um, the passion just never went away. So I did, I went back to school and then took classes to get a master's in exercise physiology. And the idea even back then of personal training was really what I was going for was how do I take what I'm doing in these classes and personalize it so I became a personal trainer in um, like 1992. And that was the first time I really started working with people one-on-one and love that. Yeah, it was just, it's different, different, but that's, that was the whole, I'm going to leave accounting in, in the dirt and just kind of, and, and I remember being supported by my dad as well, which was important. My dad was like, look, you know, you're young. So if you want to go try this thing and then come back later and get a real job again, when you, when you decide to grow up, then now's the time to go do that. Little did he or I ever imagine that it would span a career that, you know, I never had to go back to a real job. I remember uh, telling my mom, I was not going to continue studying law. She said, what are you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm going to be a trainer and I'm going to open up personal you fitness. Broke her heart, didn't you? Oh, she was crushed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, it all worked out. <laughs> it absolutely. It did. So you went on, uh, I mean, I, I know bits and pieces, uh, but uh can you tell a little bit about your roles like you uh, yeah. with 24 and I mean, TRX sure. and on and on. So on and on. So I, be- I am. Um, so this is where it was good that I listened to my dad because I, um, when I moved to California in 1995 and instead of wanting to rebuild another personal training business, I decided to get into club operations. And so a background, a business degree helped, right? I could, sure. I understood the operational components and I understood profitability and I understood, I understood, you know, all the, all the things I needed to, I just didn't know the gym business. And so that's where I started. And in 95, I started with, it was then family fitness turned into 24 hour fitness. And I started, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I started as an operations manager, the equivalent of that and started to work my way up to a district operations manager, to a VP of operations. I ran um, the market in Houston operationally. Then I came in and ran corporate operations for 24 And then I started to delve out a little bit into learning and development and eventually became the vice president of group fitness for 24 and oversaw the entire country of group fitness. So it's just, it's like this wild ride, like this, this gal from New Jersey, all of a sudden is like, what? (laughs) Um, But it was, it was just a very, it wasn't necessarily out of ambition. It was, and I preach this all the time. It was out of doing something I was really passionate about. And I really believe I tell my kids that too, like, don't, don't chase the money, chase the passion Mm -hmm. and everything else follows. And in my case, you know, it, it, it really did. And so when I say 2014, I started the entrepreneurship, I left 24 fitness in 2013. Um, And then by 2014 had really, I'd gone, I went and got a life coaching certification and just started going, okay, what do I want to do next? And Mm so yeah, I stayed in Seriously. fitness for a long time, but there yeah, was always yeah. this, the next thing, which I know you have now too. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's uh it's been a life path of dharma, just uh, putting your passion and your skills together. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people do one or the other or neither. <laughs> or neither. And, or neither. and you know what? A lot of the things we've learned in fitness and this, and I have this conversation, career coaching conversations with a lot of folks, a lot of what we learn is transferable. And I think you and I are living testimony to that. It's transferable skills of incredible customer service, um, and you know you're a little bit of a therapist, and you 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 develop this emotional intelligence about working with people, building rapport with people. What business can't use that? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. People ask all the time, hey, you know, how did you do fitness and music and wine and you know racing and all this other stuff? I'm like, <laughs> no, well, you just, how does all this go together, Tim? <laughs> it it just does. It's just like what you said. You you put it all together with something that you you feel something for, and it's amazing yeah, right. what you can do. So. Um, question for you Some, something i've always admired with you um is is the roles uh your the hats that you wear uh your role as a mother uh, your faith uh your fun and and your friends and and your business uh, how, how do you keep it all together and balance it well thank you first of all that's kind um i think one of the first rules of being a a woman in, in, in today's world, and I was a single mom for 10 years, right? And one of the first rules is that you have to get comfortable recognizing being out of balance is actually imbalance. You're, you're never going to get it right every day. Some, you're going to drop something and you're going to feel like it's, and, and I think just getting okay with the fact that, you know, the humanity of who I am and asking for grace every now and then when I, when I know I've messed up. Um, and and, and I have to tell you, if, if you hear yourself saying, but a lot, replace the but with an and. So, and, right. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted, and I never wanted to give up on the fact that I, and this comes from my faith, like God has given us a purpose in being here. And so there's, there's all the stuff and there's also something that we're working towards and something that he's working through me. And so feeling that there was always a sense of purpose to my existence as a mother, as an executive, as a friend, as a daughter, um, you know, as a, whatever the case may be, those roles are all very important. I think you got to prioritize your roles. And then I think you have to just stay true to the fact that you know, we, we haven't arrived. There's, we're always going to be developing. We're always going to be growing in, in that space. And, and it applies. And I think I first learned that watching myself through fitness, you know, number one, pushing myself in ways to get sure. to, be able to do things that I never thought I could do before. Mm -hmm. And then as I've gotten older, also pulling back from those things and still <laughs> really confident in what I can still do, but yeah, maybe yeah. not do anymore. Right. And that's, that's important steps. And so you apply that to life. There are things I'm good at and I'm, and, and I'm proud to say I'm good at, there are things I'm not good at and you know, it is what it is. And so getting comfortable in that space of, you know, that I might make some mistakes and I'm okay making those mistakes as well. And I'd rather like try and make the mistake. I really am that person, but like, let's just try and make the mistake versus analyze all the different ways that we might approach this and never make a mistake and also never make a move. Yeah. People get yeah. afraid to take action. 
you know? They do. They do. And I do too, right? Like we all do. Sure. It's very normal. I think surrounding myself with people, this is, this is a funny little thing. I don't know that I've ever really shared this openly, but I'll, I'll share this with you in the moment. One of the things that I think I did well and not intentionally, so I didn't know to do this, but I think has paid off for me is I've never really talked about age and I find like-minded people and I don't care. I don't ask them how old they are and they don't have to be in that same gamut as me. And lo and behold, what happened is a lot of my friends ended up being a little younger than me or a lot. Yeah. And it unbeknownst to me that that paid off because it kept me in, in a frame of mind of thinking that instead of going, well, you're 50, you can't do that. You shouldn't be doing that. It kept me out of the categorical mindset, the stuckness of like, well, once you get this age, this is what you're supposed to do, or this is what you're supposed to look like. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to get labeled. Yep. Put in a box. Mm -hmm. It was fascinating uh, training people for 25 years. I, uh, a lot of the people, not all, but a lot of them were, were older, uh, mm -hmm. older being my age now. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm in my twenties and thirties. And mind you, you're younger than me. Oh, That's maybe a couple of years, right? That's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or a month. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm, not, right, I'm right. close. I'm, I'm catching you. Uh, but it, it's fascinating uh, to work with those people and help them overcome limitations that they had set for themselves. And right. then when I got to that point, you know, probably hitting 40, 45, I'm, I'm well, they did it. <laughs> There's no reason I can't do it. Yeah. So and you help them do it. So yeah. Yeah, you have to know how to do this. <laughs> and it's easy to, well, not easy. It's, uh, it's one thing to coach someone else or teach someone else, uh, but to take your own lessons. You know, I, uh, faith, intention and association are three big terms for me, uh, as right. moving forward, um, which I, I stole from Ed Milet in the, um, <laughs> the power of one more fantastic, fantastic book. Um, what do you think, uh, in, in our, uh, in our years, these great years that they are, uh, what do you think has been challenging? What's been different than when you were doing this 20 years ago? So much right i mean we could, and and the pandemic has obviously changed a ton of that right yep. Yep. um and yet at, at, at the same time it's also it, it hasn't necessarily only made it worse it's also made it better um in that we can um we can talk to people and work with people virtually where it wasn't and and have impact and influence yeah. Um, and I think fitness overall and wealth or um, health and wellness um, are more accessible now because they're accessible any medium you want to get to them in. And so that's a positive to me because I've always just been a proponent of movement. And so some of the secrets I think that I've always talked about that I think the, pan the post pandemic kind of in some ways can help us is that the secret to, to fitness and, and wellness long term is finding the kind of movement you love, mm -hmm. right? And whatever that is. And for many folks that maybe felt previously that, well, I have to go to the gym five days a week or whatever, but then they found through the pandemic that they could walk, they could hike, they could bike, they could do all these other things, experience a great degree of fitness and, and have opportunity open to them to explore life and not be so rigid. And the only way I can get fit now there's other ways. 
And I think that has that expanse in our fitness category has been um, one of the best things that could happen for us because it just made it more accessible. Finally, you yeah. didn't have to, you know, you, if you don't want to do it online and you, you, there were just more ways and more people started doing it on their own and recognized that as they were moving, they felt better. Their mental health improved, their emotional health improved, that movement actually improves all those things. And so I think, and I may have gone off your question a little bit, but I think that's one of the, the key things that I'm seeing right now. And then when we come back to the gym, because I've been in the gym the whole time to a large degree, I taught classes outside. So the passion remained. Um, I started teaching outside in September of 2020 and never stopped teaching. I never stopped teaching. Isn't that great? Uh, <laughs> and I was so grateful that my gym allowed me to go do that. Um, and I taught online before that. So I was, doing, I was doing online stuff just to make sure I had connection. So you talked about one of your values being association, mine is connection. And yeah. finding ways to continue to connect to people. Um, and that's what fitness has done. I mean, I could tell you stories of my best friends in the world are people I met in the gym. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they were at my wedding. I go to their wedding. They know my kids. I mean, we're integrated and so it's, it's the beginning of finding a like-minded um, second family yeah. that is, is really a, a mainstay. And I, I, and I don't know that people necessarily get, it's one of those things like you don't really understand it till you experience it. But I know from, you know, from our friendship earlier, some of your best friends are people you used to train or, sure. or know from the gym. Those are really strong relationships. And so strong relationships of any sort give us longevity in life because yep. it, it's a source of love and acceptance and grace and, and, you know, connection. I noticed that, um, motivations change. Um, hmm. there's, uh, not just a checklist of things to do more virtue-based, um, value-based, a uh, to-be list, um, which has made me question more the two terms that are often referred to as one health and fitness. And they're, different but they work together you know i yeah. uh, notice health has been more of an emphasis uh in the later years where fitness yeah. may be ego motivated even um you're so right you know you're so right and i mean i think you've even heard me refer to it as health and wellness um yeah right so i, I refer to it as this as wellness in a larger sense because um the association isn't just the hard body anymore yep. and the low body. It's, it's just a, it's where, where fitness and movement fits into your life and, and allows you to do the things that you want to be able to do. Um, and it's fun, right? So I go back to that, like the things that you do, if they're fun, I mean, so many people will tell you that going for a hike, isn't just the fitness. It's the, it's a spiritual Right. Yes. I'm, I'm in nature. I'm exploring. And so you're getting in, in a lot of different senses, which is why I think to your point, why I think it's so valid is that it's not fitness anymore. It's wellness. It's health. Yeah. It's we're doing these things that we know are good for us, but they're good for us in a lot of different ways um, mm -hmm. that affect more than just our physicality. Yeah, when you're looking at your energy, uh, your, your spirit, um, the way you live your work life, uh, the way you love, uh, whether it's in a relationship or your children, uh, 
it, it all works together, uh, especially if we're aware of it. So that's, that brings up something. How do you, um, how do you approach this as a parent when you want the absolute best for your kids? And, and I know there's a fine line between walking the walk and, and preaching. Right. Um, so how right. do you convey this uh, to your little ones who aren't so little anymore? Who aren't so little anymore, right? <laughs> uh, not so little. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I can talk about some of the things that I did that I, I think I ended up doing well. Um, and so, first of all, you got to talk. I, I have to talk about being a woman in fitness with a daughter. Scary, scary. Um, because, you, you know, again, during a lot of her, her younger years, I was on stage. I was on video. I was, I was supposed to look a certain look. I have, you know, I received emails that say, when you arrive to do this, we need you to look like X, Y, Z. So there were certain things that I was doing may not be healthy, but because I was on video, because I was representing a brand, I had to be a certain way. Well, the last message in the world I wanted either one of my kids, but especially my daughter to receive is that that was, that was success. Cause it was just, now this was just my job and whatever job you go get, you're supposed to be really good at and do to the best of your ability. And so that was how I had to do my job, but that doesn't, you know, all young girls today oh, just breaks my heart with what they think they have to look like. And so a lot of the journey with my daughter who, who did struggle with identity and food and all of that, she did. Um, a lot of that journey, and if you see her now, she's, she's primarily vegetarian. She eats whole food. She doesn't eat any packaged processed food, but you know why? Because one of the things that I was able to talk to her about was get her to understand how she feels after she eats certain things. Great. Right. And so when you can connect that, that processed, sorry, crap sure, that, sure. You, that we used to, we feed our children and our children get fed. You connect that to the headaches that she was getting or the lethargic or the bad moods. I'm sorry. They're connected. I got the science that tells me so. Yep. Well, she was able to see that when she ate like that, she felt this way. And when she ate clean, meaning whole foods and primarily like this kid eats cucumbers and avocados and white potatoes and cauliflower rice. And she loves it. She's super happy with the way she eats pineapple. I mean, she, she doesn't eat a huge, she, she knows what she can eat. That makes her feel good. She's checking in. She totally is. And I can't like, that's, to me, that's a win. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think there's a little too stringent on that. I'm like, you know, you gotta, so here's the, here's the flip side of that, that I would say I, I experienced with my son a lot more is yep. Eat well, which he always did. He was always a healthy, good eater, loved, but you know what he and I would also, I come, he'd like, mom, it's one of those snuggle up movie nights. And I'd come home with the bags <laughs> of gummy candy and we'd sit on the couch and we'd yeah. eat because don't, I needed my kids to know that I did that too. Sure. Like, so the flip side of that conversation is all things in moderation and you have to live your life. Yeah. Because life is meant to be lived well. And so moderation matters. I am not one of those people that believes in complete, like, nope, you can never, you know, I, my diet. And so here's, here's my one line. Are you ready? Yeah. Nobody goes on a diet, but everybody has a diet. 
and the diet is a way you eat to live. So my diet includes pizza. It includes chocolate because life is too short to live without those things. Amen. Eat them. Right. But I modify and I'm, and, and I know what to do. And so it's guilt-free. And that's how, if, if you feel guilty after you eat something, we need to check in on that. Yeah. Don't, I, don't. I've, I've taught, uh, and I, I live by this too, the consistency rule. What you do consistently, consistency will provide results. And Love it. it depends so on what I, you choose to do. So if you eat pizza every day, you're going to get the results of pizza every day. If you eat well all the day or most of your days, and then sometimes you right. just have a good time and do whatever you want, then that's okay. That's okay. Too. Like you're saying, moderation. Yeah, you got to gotta live and you can't live in a structure. Although, I mean, a, a structure, I guess, is good, but not a regimented structure that doesn't allow any fun. And uh, yeah, like the, the rigidity, right? I think yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you're like. And, yeah. and I think it gets dangerous when it gets too rigid, just like anything. Sure, right? sure. You get too legalistic about anything. You're just setting yourself up to fail. Why is Why is the diet industry a 10 billion, whatever it is, <laughs> industry? It's because they market it so that you mess up and you have to try again and you have to try a different diet this time. It's marketed yeah. for that. Sure, right. Sure. Versus find the way to eat that just supports your life and what makes you happy and your goals for how, how you want to live and, and define that. And yeah. so I think yeah. that longevity comes from consistency and moderation. I hundred percent agree. And careful planning, you know, just uh, setting up your structure for a win. Uh, yeah. Not just doing whatever we feel like doing. Uh, yes. Some people think listening to their body means listening to every urge they have <laughs> uh, instead of checking in afterward. And <laughs> how did I feel afterward? Like you taught yeah. with your daughter. Right. Uh, definitely listen to your body, but you don't have to listen to all your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Just, just cause they're real. Doesn't mean they're true. <laughs> Good point. Well said. Yeah, you know? So do you have, if you were going to, uh, if you're going to pick maybe three things, mm -hmm. what are three things that you'd want to leave everyone with? So we we've touched on them. So maybe I can, yep. I can summarize a bit. Sure. I think, um, you know, one of my one of my favorite books right now, favorite authors I go back to often is um, James Clear, Atomic Habits. And in that book, he talks about small habits, build small habits. So here's my first principle is um, momentum will build momentum. Start small, start small. And so if you want to start in fitness and you haven't been in fitness, um, don't pay attention to that. You have to work out for 60 minutes, three times. No, you don't you have to become someone who works out. So you know what, go for five to 10 minutes, a couple of days a week until it becomes something that, and then, and then build it from there and build it from there and build it from there, make it easy on, on yourself so that it's, and at the same time, um, expect, so principle number two, expect that, you know, it's not a straight line. Nobody goes like this. It's, life is going to get in the way and there's going to be mishaps. So when we expect the mishaps a little bit, then we can plan the contingency. And so I live by the principle. It's not a mistake until you do it the second time. Like, it's all good. Like just, you know, pick it back up. But so often we're so all or nothing in, in this place where I'm either on the diet or I'm off the diet. And that's yep. where we get tripped up. You're, you, what, yep. if, what if you're neither? What if you're just living? Sure. You're just that.
Well, your first principle um, is a great one, uh, establishing identity, a new identity. Uh, I am someone that works out. That's like me to do that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and if, if it meets five minutes a day, there was a guy that uh, he anchored his um, uh, going to the restroom with two push-ups, just two. I love every it. time, every time he peed, he did two push-ups. Yeah. Most likely after. And then wash your hands. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wash your hands again. Yeah. But, uh, but whatever, whatever it is, that's like me to to be fit. That's like me to be active. I I love that. Yes. You mentioned you mentioned a third. So all right. So we've talked about and and I love I love the way you you put that. Like it's a who goal versus more than a do goal. Who do you yes. want to be? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you the who goal. And then you also understand that um, it's not all or nothing. There's an and in here. You're going to do some things that make you um, and build your fitness and you're gonna do some things that are just fun sometimes, right? And it's not a but. So I said that earlier, right? Replace the I love the but, that. That's your new right? book. <laughs> yeah, right, Re replace the but with an and because you do both things, you're all things. Um, and then let's say that the, the third principle um, is consistency trumps intensity. Love it. Right. So just, and that's where you talked about five minutes, right? Like so many people, how many people have you and I between the two of us seen that come into the gym for the first time and they go for an hour and they can't come back because it hurts, right? It hurts yeah. too much. And so you go for five or 10 and the consistency of building that and building that. And, and again, James Clear talks about that in Atomic Habits that much to, to your example, he talked about a guy who wanted to be someone that you know was a fitness person. And so he would drive to the gym every day after work and walk in and sometimes walk right back out. But he <laughs> awesome. goes to the gym after work. Yeah. He became that guy. And so once you become a guy who goes to the gym after work, then you can become a guy who goes to the gym and works out, right? Then you add the work. Yep. And so that's how he built his identity. And that's the principle of consistency over intensity and intensity, which is why diets don't work. Oh, did I lose you? There you are. Oh. So all, all of a sudden, like, that's why consistency over intensity, because with the diet thing, like all of a sudden you're going to cut out all the fun food. Yeah or all the food you love for how long? Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work long-term. And so if you want long-term, yeah. go for what you can do consistently and live with. Yeah. I, when I, when I stopped drinking, uh, my, my go-to when I got off work was to either go home and open a bottle of wine or, or go to dinner and sit at the bar and have a cocktail every night. Uh, something, something like that, but it was kind of my anchor. Uh, and I started going to the gym instead, uh, just same thing, just to develop the habit. Even if I worked out for 10 minutes, that was my habit. When I left there, I went there, my bag was packed and just creating those little habits. And then one by one, it just becomes your new normal. That's right. Uh, That's right. Changing, changing your anchors. And like when I have people that uh, they wanted to lose weight, but how can I watch a movie without eating a bag of candy or a thing of ice cream or a bunch of popcorn? Because so that's true. what I do. Well, what if you just did something else and, and started to change that anchor? You don't have to stop watching movies. <laughs> you don't have to stop getting off work. <laughs> change, right. change your anchor, change your habit. and, and uh, I love that. Um, 
I think, I think you could write a book on change your anchor. <laughs> I think, I think that's Find a, a new port. <laughs> there you go. Um, I love that. And again, c- congratulations on the Thank on the sobriety. It's near and dear to my heart and in my family as well. Um, so I know that it's a journey and I know that it's a, it's a very big commitment. So um, it's eye opening. You know, it's just, uh, you, yeah. you feel everything, you think about things and uh, you're forced to deal with things, which uh, as it turns out is phenomenally just perfect. Uh, life has never been better. Yeah. Life in full color. Like we talked about the other day, right? Like it's just, you yeah, get yeah. the full spectrum. Yeah, um, which, absolutely. Which by the way, means that there's pain Yeah. and glory and joy. Yep. But, you, you know, you experience okay. life on both sides of the spectrum, which is, I think, how we're supposed to live it. Well, there's always a rhythm. My rhythm is, isn't as drastic anymore. So I don't have these crazy highs and these really low lows. Um, I, my, my rhythm is way above mid. Uh, I just I'm functioning at a higher rhythm. So the downs aren't as down. And, you know, the ups are great, uh, even if they might have seemed so great. Who knows if they actually were in <laughs> reality. <Right>. Well, <laughs> but it is I, a great journey. <laughs> I love what you're doing and I Thank wish you continued success, Tim. You know that. You too. I'm so proud of you. I mean, I always have been, but it's it's nice to check in and I, I knew you'd be doing phenomenally well. So um, uh, I will leave uh, your contact uh, info, uh, anything that you want uh, the public to know. Uh, so they can reach out to you. I'm hoping that you uh, publish something soon that people can get their hands on. You have a lot to teach, a lot to share. And uh, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you very much for talking with me today. Love you back, friend. Love you back and hope to make connections. And again, my my goal is to to inspire and motivate. So if that is something that um, you feel like I can help you with, by all means, let me know. All right. Thanks, Tim. All right. Ingrid, thank you very much. Ingrid Romero. Have a good day.